Hey nurses, welcome to the Nurse Dot Podcast, giving nurses validation, resources, and hope one episode at a time. Today on Nurse Dot Podcast. At the time, to me, travel nursing felt very scary, very unstable, and it felt like I was deviating away from my perfect career plan. Travel nursing actually isn't losing control of your career. It actually is the best way to take back control of your career. Joining us today, Sarah Gaines, registered nurse and founder of The Six Figure Travel Nurse, a career resource for nurses who are looking to enter travel nursing. As Sarah puts it, with 20 plus contracts under her belt, she made all the mistakes so you don't have to. I'm your host, Kara Lunsford, registered nurse and VP of community at nurse.com. Sarah Gaines. Doing so good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm excited to interview you. We made it. This is awesome. How have you been? Good. I'm just, I'm super excited. We're prepping for our next trip in Greece. So I, yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. What about you? I am doing really well. Just got back from Nashville. Oh, how was that? So that was really fun. And just Nashville is a a really fun place. Speaking of going places, important for our listeners to know that Sarah Gaines, you do some of the most awesome events I have ever seen (laughs) in my life. I want to be like a Sarah Gaines party crasher. That's what I want to be when I grow up. I just want to show up and they're like, why is Kara always in the pictures? Like, I just want to be like, you know, just imagine like a picture of all these like amazing people doing these awesome things. And then you just see like Kara's head, like, you know, behind all of these people. That's what I want to do with my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I love, I love our events. They're so much fun. They're just, you just never know what you're going to get, but it's always luxury and it's always a good time. And we're always somewhere like warm by the beach, which is always my vibe. Like you cannot okay, go Okay, what was your favorite? Like, so get, tell me one of your favorite events you've ever done. Can you think of one? I would probably say, oh, that's so hard because I feel like every event is so different and it's like hard to compare but I think so far my one of my favorite events was the ski trip that we did in Lake Tahoe California because it was like an entire week imagine a week in a mega mansion with all of your best friends and I thought we were going to be all about skiing and doing the snow adventures, but no, we spent so much time inside just like enjoying the amenities of the mansion. They had a theater, they had several jacuzzis, an indoor pool, they had this huge like game room and we had the bartender and chef there. And it was like a week long slumber party with all your best friends. We had so much fun. And I think it just, I think I liked that trip the most because 
I just felt like the connection was so much deeper between everyone involved. I feel like it's one thing when you're staying at a hotel and you're in your separate rooms, but we're in one huge house together. And I was afraid we're going to get on each other's nerves, <laughs> but we didn't. It was so much fun. It was so nice. So I'm excited to do something like that again. Yeah. You know, it hurts my heart just a little bit because that was the one that I wanted to go to. I was like, oh God. I'm like, it has all the things that I love. And I really, really want to go to that one. Um, So nervous because I don't do cold weather. So I was like, oh, I don't know. But it turned out to be way more fun than I ever thought. And to be honest with you, snowboarding, I don't think I would ever do it again because I fell way too much. But I'm glad I did it with that group. Because I feel like if I would have went with any other group, I would have just been mad because I was just falling. But we had so much fun. We're all falling together, all laughing at each other. And we just like made some really great memories. So, All right, here's my offer. I will come and be everyone's personal snowboarding coach. I have been a snowboarder for, oh my God, 20 years. Oh my God. And, you know, like I'll, I'll pat myself on the back. I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'm not like half pipe good, although like I probably would try it, but like I'm good enough that like I would come and give you guys like a really good. I feel like you would. Private lesson. Yes. I feel like you'd be an amazing snowboarding instructor. I just see you. I see you on the slopes, listening to lo-fi, like being all cool as you glide down the slopes. Like you're definitely the cool one. I thought I was going to look cool. Definitely fit way too much time on my butt. Like <laughs> oh, I know. It's a painful learning curve. It is. It is. Snowboarding is a painful learning curve for sure. So tell everybody like where they can come find you. Just so before we like get into travel nursing and all the all the amazing things, just tell people really quick, like, because now we've created all this FOMO. And everyone, everyone right now is going, how do I, I I want to go to this thing? How do I find this? Like, okay, go ahead. Tell them how do they find you. (laughs) You can find me at sixfiguretravelnurse.com is where you're going to find everything about, you know, me, my, the community that we've built and the programs that I offer. And then you can also follow me on Instagram at Sarah underscore games. And that is where you'll find just daily travel nurse tips and resources and just inspiring things for anyone who's a nurse who really just wants to like up level their career. Nice. You delivered that really well. Thank you. I think you've said it a few times. That's good. So now that we've told everyone, now they're all like migrating out of the podcast, like trying to like pull up Instagram and they're like, wait a minute, I got to listen to my podcast, but I also need to go find this person. So it's okay. You know, you're allowed to multitask. You can do it. You can do it all. All right. So travel nursing. When did you get started in travel nursing? Oh, gosh. So I started in 2015. I jumped in in a very untraditional way. I didn't do it for the traditional reasons of like, oh, I want to travel and have fun and make more money. It actually was pretty like tragic um, conditions. But to make a long story short... My dad at the time was diagnosed with cancer and it turned out to be a terminal disease. And so I was taking care of him um, during the day and, you know, working over night shift. But when we found out that it was going to be terminal, I actually became his hospice nurse. So 
I was taking care of him until he passed away. And after he passed away, I had requested some time off, um, just, you know, grievance time. And basically they said, you know, we can give you a couple of days, but after that you need to come straight back to work. So I'm sorry, what? I'm I'm gonna stop you there really quick. They they only gave you your work only gave you a couple of days. Yeah, a few days of grievance. They said due to staffing issues, they could not give me any more time off. So I ended up working the day after my dad's funeral. Um, Honestly, I thought I was okay at the moment. I had convinced myself that I just need to get back into work and, you know, get back into the routine of life. So I'm not, you know, super sad. I convinced myself I was okay. But when I arrived to work, I, you know, I'm a labor and delivery nurse. So I delivered a beautiful, you know, patient delivery went great. She delivered a beautiful baby boy. And then she called her dad in to say hello to his first grandson. And I lost it. I was like, oh my gosh, I was on the, literally on the floor in the fetal position crying. Um, it just completely broke down. And all the coworkers, all of my friends and colleagues were around me. They're just hugging me, telling me it was going to be okay. But my manager actually, you know, she tapped me on the shoulder and she told me to get up. I was making a scene and I have another patient waiting, so I need to hurry up. And so it was at that moment that I realized that, well, two things. I realized that I was at rock bottom and I was stuck and I had no other choice but to follow directions and say, yes, like I got to get up and do what I have to do. So that's what I did. But I also realized at the same time, like it can't get any worse than this. I got to get out of here. So I ended up, you know, cleaning up my patient, accepting the next admission. Later on that day during my lunch break, I was scrolling through jobs ferociously trying to find just another place to go to. And I ended up this uh, recruiter, random travel nursing recruiter had called me because I had peaked. I had heard about travel nursing, but at the time I felt like it was just way too risky to jump into. And actually the first person to tell me about it was my dad. And he was a world traveler, entrepreneur, did all that fun stuff. And it's crazy because that's all the stuff I do now. But at the time I was like, no, dad, that's crazy. I would never do that. And so to make a long story short, the recruiter calls me, they're telling me about this job. And I'm just like, it's going in one ear and out the other. I'm like, listen, I don't have time to be jumping into travel nursing, trying to live my best life. My dad just passed away. I'm just trying to get something stable, secure, and just get, to be honest, get the hell out of this toxic work environment. And so I ended up just, and oh, and the recruiter was saying, oh, it's a great job. It's going to be twice as much pay. You can work day shift. And I was like, that sounds really good, but I think it's a scam. So I hung up in the recruiter's face, totally thought it was a scam. <laughs> it was like too good to be true. You're like, no, there's not stuff like that in nursing. You're like, I'm sorry. There's no, that doesn't happen here. <laughs> exactly. I was like, nope, too good to be true. It's definitely a scam. But then, so I hang up on the recruiter, I'm finishing up my lunch, scarfing it down, and I check my emails just to see if anyone had emailed me back. And I actually had, I fell upon an email that my dad sent me before he passed away. And he forwarded me an email to the exact same job that that recruiter was just telling me about. The exact same no job. No way. Come on. That's amazing. That's amazing. I just like got chills. Like I did. Like that is like so cool. Yes. So it was at that moment, I was like, you know what? 
I don't know if this travel nursing thing is a scam, if it's too good to be true, if it's too risky. But at that point, it was like all the fear went away. And I was like, I'm just going to jump into it. So I called the recruiter back really quickly. I was like, my break's about about to end, but I'm ready for this job. What do I have to do? And immediately I, you know, filled out my profile, did all that good stuff, got submitted. And the recruiter was like, you may hear back, you know, from the manager for an interview later. So just stay by your phone. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go back to work within an hour, the hiring manager calls me. I run into the supply room and crouch down on my phone, do my job interview. It goes great. They end up offering me the job. Um, I accepted it. And by the end of that shift, the same manager that told me to get up and that I was making a scene, I handed her my two weeks notice and I was out. Like I just jumped into travel nursing without looking back. What did she say? I always want to know when you go, you know what? Peace out. This is pretty juicy because actually I've never said this publicly, but it actually, it confirmed how toxic the work environment was. Me quitting was very hard for me as a nurse because that was my only staff job. I've started there as a new grad. I was only 20. I really like grew up there. I was very, I felt very loyal and connected to that hospital. And she just really made me feel bad. She was just very, to be honest with you, she was very mean. She told me I wasn't ready to be a travel nurse. She said, I'm probably going to fail. I'm not qualified. And she actually said, when you do come crawling back, you know, um, we'll no, see if we'll have a job for you. And I left crying. I felt so defeated, but I still was like, you know what, this is what I, you know, I have to do. I want to be closer to my family. Um, so yeah, I ended up doing it, but I will say the best revenge is the fact that, you know, it's several years later, I've created an entire program literally designed for nurses to, leave those types of work environments. And the best revenge is like half the nurses on that unit, they put in their two weeks notice too. And they've said to the same manager, yeah, I took Sarah's program (laughs) and I'm jumping into travel nursing now. So peace. So I feel like that is just like a a silent, quiet revenge. I'm like, (laughs) that's amazing. Hey, nurses. Did you know that Nurse.com is the ultimate destination for all nurses? It's where you can find your nurse life in one place. That's right. Everything from networking with your peers and continuing education to industry news and career opportunities. It's all there for you. Nurse.com is your dedicated platform to explore a wide range of job opportunities from all across the nation. Whether you're a fresh graduate testing the waters or a seasoned pro desiring for a change in scenery, we've got you covered. Nurse.com forward slash jobs features posts from entry level to executive leadership in every practice setting, even in specialties you might not have considered. So why wait? Leverage your skills and passion in an opportunity worthy of both. Visit nurse.com forward slash jobs today and initiate your journey towards the next chapter in your nursing career. First of all, I want to say, and this is going to sound kind of, this is where I get kind of spiritual, I guess, like in a way where I I feel like there are people that are placed in our lives that are there to create some kind of adversity, some kind of obstacle. And throughout my life, I've kind of started to get to this point where I'm like, I don't know if I believe in like the good and the bad. I think I just have started to believe in like opportunity where 
something comes into my life, I'll say it feels hard. It, it feels hard. It's difficult. It's challenging. Is it bad? I don't know if it's bad. Maybe it's just like this incredible opportunity to then, that person is fueling you in a way. Because I've had that. I've had that happen. Like through, I, I grew a company and then I ended up selling that company. But along the way, I had, I had people that were like, oh, good luck. Startups fail. You're taking a risk that's not, you, you shouldn't be doing that. Why don't you just go back to the bedside? That's where you've got a reliable paycheck. And why would you take these chances and stuff like that? And then you can like take that and it, and it feels really hard at the time and it can make you cry and, and all the things. But then you're like, boy, am I going to show you? <laughs> I agree 1000%. And one thing I say all the time, I have no regrets about that situation. It was very unfortunate how it happened, but it was the reality, the reality check that I needed. And to be honest with you, I'm such a, I have such a type A personality. So at the time, to me, travel nursing felt very scary, very unstable. And it felt like I was deviating away from my perfect career plan that I had planned for myself. So I don't think I would have ever actually jumped into travel nursing on my own. I tell people all the time, my dad pushed me into, he shoved me into travel nursing. It was like, here you go, baby girl, just do it. And I feel like I had to hit that rock bottom situation in order to just build up enough courage to jump in. And then I jumped in and I'm like, oh, travel nursing actually isn't losing control of your career. It actually is the best way to take back control of your career. But I would have never discovered that if that situation didn't happen. I would have continued thinking, oh, it's too risky. It's too scary. I can't do it. And another valuable thing that I've learned from that situation that I tell people all the time is don't seek advice from people who are not where you aspire to be. So many people love to talk about how risky things are because it's unknown to them. And at the end of the day, if you're not doing it yourself, this is just me in particular, I don't take advice from people who are not in the position that I want to be. So if you've never ran a business, don't give me business advice. I'll pass. <laughs> right? Right? No, it's true. It's like, if you haven't left your comfort zone, don't tell me about what I should and shouldn't be doing. Yes, 1000%. Yeah, absolutely. Because all those great things happen. All the magic happens outside of that comfort zone. And I 100% agree with you that the people that you admire and and want to follow in their footsteps and do you you see their life and you're like I want to do what they're doing. I don't think you see a lot of people sitting at home like watching Netflix, you know, their whole life and they don't go out, they don't do anything. You don't see a whole lot of people going, I want to be them. I want to be that person. <laughs> you know, that doesn't happen, you know? I mean, we can all be them. You know, we, we look outside and we say, wow, that person looks like they are just joyful, happy. They're working and they're earning a living, but it looks like they're enjoying what they're doing. And when work doesn't feel like work, that that's pretty awesome. So you left, you did the first travel assignment. And then when, when did you decide that you were going to, you know, show other people how 
to do what you were doing or learn from your mistakes. So how did that happen? When I was bamboozled over and over again, (laughs) I was like... I was really excited to jump into travel nursing, but also very naive. And um, I thought I did, you know, a good amount of research. I thought the job was super great, but perfect example of that is the very first job that I got as a travel nurse. It was twice as much as what I made as a staff nurse. So I felt like the top of the world. Like, man, I get to stop working night shift. I get to switch over to days. I'm making twice as much pay. This sounds too good to be true. I accepted the offer and I felt amazing. But then I arrived to my assignment and found out I was the lowest paid traveler on the unit, on the entire unit. I was the lowest paid traveler. That was the first time that I was burned by a a recruiter. I felt like so misled. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that that one mistake literally cost me about 20K because there's nurses getting paid thousands of dollars more a week than me. And I found this out six months later. So literally six months later, I call my recruiter and I'm like, hey, like, why are these other nurses getting paid 500 more than me, a thousand dollars more than me, $1,500 more than me a week? And you want to know what their response was? Yes, I do. It was um, good news and bad news all at the same time. They said, oh, no problem. Well, I, you know, I was like, I, I need you to change the rate. I need you to match it. And they were like, yeah, no problem. And that actually was not good news to me because that confirms like, wait a minute. So you have been holding this money back for me? It's not like you've been pocketing this money? <laughs> so then I felt like, yes, it's good news. My rate is being increased, but it's bad news because I can't trust the recruiter that I'm with. You know, like it just scars you because it's like, okay, my next contract that I want to like work with you with, can I trust the rate that you're going to give me? So it just started making me question everything It from, from like, well, wait a minute, let me take another look at this contract. And so, yeah, I basically started posting my issues that I was having through travel nursing on my Instagram and just posting what I was learning. And then a couple, and I went through everything from like failed negotiations to my housing falling apart last minute and being like homeless the day before I'm supposed to start my assignment, anything and everything that can happen. And travel nursing has happened to me. And I was just posting about it. But then I started to not only post about what was happening, I started to be more strategic and more proactive once I started kind of figuring out what to expect and really how to navigate the industry. And yeah, once I started being more proactive, more strategic, I'm like, wait a minute. One thing nurses have to realize is we're absolutely the asset. We're the most valuable asset in the equation. At the end of the day, there's, you know, there's three people in the equation when it comes to these travel nursing jobs. It's the facility, the hospital, the company, aka your recruiter and you. You are the most valuable asset. So leverage that. Once I realized that and I realized how to leverage the industry to my advantage, oh, that's when travel nursing became great. I feel like I just took it to a whole nother level. And that's when I honestly was able to really position myself to where I truly was working less hours than I'd ever worked before in my career and still tripling, quadrupling my income. And I'm only working six months out of the year. The other six months, I was on vacation living my best life. And that's when I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this thing forever. Like I'm a career <laughs> travel nurse. Like, you know, at first you start travel nursing, like, yeah, I'm going to do a couple contracts, make some money and then go back to a job that I kind of don't like. But 
I was like, no, I'm doing this forever. This is great. So yeah. And then basically a ton of people were messaging me on Instagram and, um, you know, asking for advice. And at first I was doing, you know, one-on-one, uh, coaching, but I just didn't have the capacity because it literally turned in from hundreds of questions to thousands of questions coming in. So the best way for me to make the biggest impact was to create a curriculum that covers the most common obstacles travel nurses go through and really turning those obstacles into opportunities that they can leverage to their advantage. So they can just jump into travel nursing and immediately just start thriving and not go through the first couple years of struggling. No one likes to be bamboozled. <laughs> no, exactly. And and if you have the ability to go into a situation and then you you learn all of the pitfalls, you learn, okay, these are the things you are going to need to know so that you don't have to face the same struggles that I faced. I had a lot of that in my career too. Like out of pediatric oncology, I then transitioned over into like home health. And I realized pretty quickly, oh, there's some stuff you need to know. If you if you come into home health, there's some stuff you need to know. Even from if you work for a home health that, you know, accepts Medicare patients, you should know that you are going to spend a significant amount of time charting because there's Oasis charting and Oasis charting is a whole nother beast. (laughs) You know, so teaching people how to do those Oasis start of cares, how to really like use the time that you have efficiently. It's so important. So if there's people out there that can take all of these learnings and then you make them accessible to the masses because what you did was so smart. You created this curriculum and now this is something that can reach so many more people than if you were to just try and one-on-one consult, you'd never be able to reach that many people. It, it's just, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have enough time in your life, nor is it how you want to spend your life, you know, clearly. <laughs> so you're just being really intelligent and really efficient with, with your time and your knowledge, Thank which you. is so, which is so great. And like, so look at all the people that have now been able to like benefit from you having to go through this hell. <laughs> I know, like it's so crazy to think that all of that happened, but I I'm am thankful and grateful. Like I'm really grateful that there was some sort of positivity that came out of all of that adversity that I went through. Um, and that's ultimately why I'm so passionate about the program and the nurses and the community and just everything. Because travel it sounds so cheesy, but travel nursing really did. It not only changed my career, but it changed my life. I'm like, you know, y'all don't understand. (laughs) Like, it changed my life. So that's why I'm always telling everyone and their mom about travel nursing. I'm obsessed. I'll admit it. It's fine. (laughs) So then you you basically, you you help people make all this money and save all this time. And then you're like, well, since you have all this money and all this time, you should come on one of these kick-ass retreats with me. Yes, I love the retreats because it was a perfect way to really 
our community is very like a very very tight knit community but we we weren't meeting in person as often as we could so i really wanted to curate an event that really represented what a six-figure travel nurse is and also really celebrated travel nurses specifically because unfortunately on many units we're treated like the redheaded stepchild you know and travel nurses a lot of times not a lot of times but it can happen where we're not treated you know ideally and i specifically do my events every year during nurses week because i remember being a travel nurse on Nurses Week and not getting any recognition or any gifts because we weren't quote unquote staff. And that is just such a slap in the face as a travel nurse. Like you're hired to help fill staffing needs and I can't even get a small gift or just recognition during Nurses Week. And I will never forget the time that I was on a unit, the nurses were having a pizza party, typical. <laughs> And I went in the break room starving and I opened the pizza box. I was getting ready to grab a slice and a nurse slammed the box shut on my hand. And I was like, this is for the staff. Like you're a travel nurse. Nurses week gift. I was not allowed to participate in the pizza party. And yeah, I just never forget that feeling. This is so sad. This is, but here's the thing, right? And I apologize. Like I... I spoke for all week. I was talking at this conference and just talking and talking and talking to people. And now my voice is like, I need some whiskey. I need something that's going to like coat my throat. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so challenging. And this is where I think we can kind of get into the politics, for lack of a better word. If I look at both sides of the coin, right? I can see the challenge that the staff nurse has, right? They're not getting treated well they are getting paid a fraction of what the travel nurse is getting. It's like, if you can afford to bring in all these travel nurses, how come you can't afford to pay me a decent salary? How come I'm getting my benefits cut? How come I'm getting all these things, right? And historically, so I've been a nurse 16 years. When we would have travel nurses come, it would be maybe like one, we'd have like one travel nurse. and But it wasn't an all the time thing for sure. And sometimes they decide to stay with us. They decide to become a, a staff nurse. The, the pay difference wasn't necessarily, the gap was not as big as it probably is today. This was all pre-pandemic. So the need for travel nurses was not exactly the same as it is today. And we also just never knew what a travel nurse was making. 16 years ago, it wasn't publicized the way it is today, where you just see all these travel companies and all these recruiters and all these people talking about how much money there is to be made. And then the suddenly like there's this explosion of awareness and now these staff nurses are like, wait a minute, <laughs> like what is happening? And so we've like created this terrible divide and, and nurses have not always been great about being supportive of one another. Supportive of one another. That's, yeah, that's exactly the words I'm looking for. We have not been great about being supportive of one another. And so like now you're experiencing this, somebody's like, you know, slamming your hand, you know, down, like, I mean, that's just a horrible image to begin with, but like, this is what's happening all across the country. This is what's happening. Oh yeah. 
1000%. And unfortunately, when I'm in those situations, I'm empathetic. I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, you're a travel nurse. You don't understand. I'm like, all travel nurses were staff nurses <laughs> before we were traveling. So trust me, I absolutely understand the frustration um, that, you know, many nurses are feeling. I dealt with mandatory overtime working a shift that I did not prefer, uh, uh, higher nurse patient ratios, having toxic leadership and coworkers. I dealt with that. And, but one thing that I am grateful for is I feel like I'm, I'm happy that there's more awareness. I think it really works in our favor and, I think, well, I think the awareness is like a double-edged sword. I'm excited that there's more awareness about travel nursing because if I would have known about it earlier, I wouldn't have had to hit rock bottom. I could have, you know, made a solid plan and made it my career much earlier. So I'm happy that more nurses know about travel nursing and are able to leverage the opportunities that it can, you know, give them. But also a lot of times the awareness and stuff you see on social media or the news or whatever can be extremely misleading. Um, And a lot of the anger can really be misplaced. And a very common thing that I hear from staff nurses is like, well, if they wouldn't spend so much money on travelers, they'd have more money to pay us. But in reality, even though travel nurses are technically paid more, quote unquote, it actually is cheaper to hire us from the facility standpoint. They don't have to pay for expensive benefits or PTO or, you know, insurance or liability stuff, any of that. They don't have to pay for any of that. And I won't get too deep into it, but a portion of our pay is tax free and is also a write off for the facility that, you know, hires us. So it's actually cheaper to hire a travel nurse. So what the facility decides to do with the funds that they're saving by hiring us, that's the facility's fault. That is not a reason to be mad at a travel nurse. We have nothing to do that. We're literally there to help you so that you as a staff nurse can get that PTO and it's not denied. You as a staff nurse don't have to continue continuously deal with higher nurse patient ratios. We're here to help, you know, provide some relief for you. So it can be frustrating from my perspective as a travel nurse. I'm like, hey, I'm here to help, but I'm empathetic because I know how I was not the nicest person when I was extremely burnt out, taking care of my father, forced to do mandatory overtime, not sleeping because I was working nights. So I get it. I get both perspectives. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I know it's a hard time, but the more that we can come together and try to find solutions together, I think is really important. That's why it's necessary to put it all out there. Yeah. You got to see it. You know, you, you have to have transparency because until you have transparency, people are not going to be making intelligent decisions for themselves or for others. And they're not going to truly understand where these facilities are saving money so that if you are a staff nurse, that you can go to your facility and say, look, I know that you are, you know, you have this many people. I've done the math. (laughs) 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 
You know, I, I'm a nurse. I've done the math though. And this math isn't working out. I need you to explain to me how you're going to keep me here because this is looking really good over here. I'm ready to go do the travel assignment because now people, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but people can travel within their own state. They don't have to go to another state. Yeah, you can do local contracts. You can do, but you know what the craziest thing is? I don't think a lot of people realize. I think many people think all facilities need to do is pay nurses more, but that's that's not the answer at all. Most nurses did not leave their job because of pay. And they did not jump into travel nursing because of pay. They jumped into travel nursing because most of the time of how they were being treated, there was some way that they were being treated that triggered them. And that was the last straw. And I wish these facilities would figure that out. You don't even have to pay nurses a million dollars a year. I feel like that's what people think, you know, the answer is it's like, no, actually appreciate and value your nurses for the hard work that they put in. And you would be surprised how, you know, committed nurses, you know, will be. Yeah. And give them resources, right? Give them appropriate tools, resources to be able to do their job safely. Having those resource nurses on the floor where break nurses, having someone who just comes in and that's their job is just to go around and break people or having someone who just does transport, right? Like just does transport. That's their job. They come in and, you know, instead of you having to take your patient off the floor or be away from your patients, having someone who that's, that's their only job is just to transport a patient from the ICU down to MRI or and stay with them. Yeah, let's make it happen. Tara for president. I'm sold. (laughs) Right? It's like that that's what they need. They just need the they need the resources, right? It's like instead of cutting all of these other areas, you know, there was a time where we used to really use LVNs. They were great. It was great to have LVNs on the floor when you worked in acute care. Yeah, thousand percent. Because then you could focus. You could do the stuff that a registered nurse should be doing. You could round with the doctors. You could see what is the plan. You could sit in rounds. People can't even do that anymore because they're like, well, I have to go pass meds. Well, what if you had an LVN that was passing meds? Mm -hmm. Then it's like resources. It's such a huge thing. I mean, that's that's what you were saying. It's like, it's not all about money. It's never been about money. None of us ever went into nursing thinking, well, this, this is how I'm going to get rich. This is it. I feel like there's a gap between what the public views and knows about nursing and what nurses. And I feel like a lot of conversations that we have are in the nursing community. And I feel like if the public knew more about why so many nurses are leaving the bedside, change would come faster because they would understand the effect that it has on them and their loved ones when they ultimately come into the hospital. Because at the end of the day, burnout has a negative effect on everyone involved, not just nurses. And oh gosh, I just agree with you a thousand percent. It's not just about, I mean, of course, pay raise is going to be nice. I ain't going to say it ain't nice, but there is so many more important things that nurses 
value that would go a long way. And support is a big, big part of it. Support and resources. And don't even get me started about our mental health as well. I feel like during the pandemic, nurses were taking care of patients, but who was taking care of the nurses? We were very much neglected, used and overworked, used and abused during the pandemic. And now it's kind of, you know, trickling off and the after effects are starting to pop up and burnout is just at an all time high. Yeah, it's it's uh, the PTSD around is really coming up. And I think for a while, especially in the beginning of the pandemic, their adrenaline was going. They were like, I'm going to show up. This is a global disaster that is happening. And that's the thing is that that adrenaline can only go for so long. Yes. Before you are now in adrenal, just, I mean, your adrenals are shot. Yes, a thousand percent. Physically speaking, people just cannot sustain that level of go, 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 go. You just can't. You you cannot. And there isn't any amount of money that you can give people to do it. Oh my gosh, yes. That was that was actually ultimately one of the biggest reasons I jumped into travel nursing and the biggest reasons why I stayed. Because for me, it came down to work-life balance. And before I jumped into travel nursing, I was so burnt out. I felt like I couldn't do nursing as a career. But becoming travel nursing made me realize, okay, I can do this as a career because travel nursing gives me the opportunity to say, oh, I'm feeling really burnt out. I need to take some time off, whether it's two weeks, two months, three months. I need to take some time away from the bedside to refill my cup so that I can be the best nurse that I can be. And I feel like travel nursing brought my passion back for nursing. And honestly, I don't think any nurse should work full time. I think every nurse should at bare minimum, you know, once a quarter, take a couple of weeks off. I feel like it's very necessarily because our job is so taxing physically, mentally, spiritually. Nurses need some time away from the bedside and nursing is not the type of job where you don't take a vacation. But unfortunately at my staff job, PTO was always denied because of staffing needs and we had mandatory overtime. So I was forced to work overtime for years on and on without any vacation. And that's just not, it's just not healthy. It's going to lead to burnout. I know I I work right now. I I work for nurse.com parent company is Relias. And it's fascinating to me because as I've kind of made this transition in my, my career and they will write you up if you don't take it. Oh, I love that. It's the most bizarre thing. I'm like, wait, 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 what, what? And and the, like, wow, we've noticed you haven't taken your PTO and you really need to take your PTO. You didn't take, we have mental health days that you can take. You have this and that. You haven't taken any of your stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're speaking a different language. You're going to have to slow down while you say that. It's not, as a nurse, it's not anything I was ever really accustomed to to what you're saying is that, sorry, we can't do it because we don't have enough staff. But that's exactly the reason why there is travel nursing and because they can then go and get staff. You know, they can staff up if they choose to. Yeah. And I think, I love what you just said. It was just so beautiful to hear you talking about your job because I think 
when it, especially when it comes to awareness is another reason why I'm so grateful for social media and all that stuff. I feel like now there is so now more than ever, there's so many opportunities that you can leverage as a nurse. There's so many different ways that you can leverage your license, whether it's travel nursing or not. Literally, there's so many different other positions that you can do as a nurse. And I think it just ultimately comes down to like right now, you know, if you're working at a facility that is, you know, not ideal and you feel like you're not having that work-life balance, figure out what type of role you can leverage your nursing license to use. It can be something online and that'll give you that extra stream of income to say, you know what, I'm taking some time off. I don't even need PTO. I have this extra stream of income. I'm taking a month off and I'm going to relax. And that extra stream of income can be something you're passionate about, still related to nursing. So it's more money. It's like a hobby that you get paid for. So I think, I think that's really cool. I feel like there's so many nurses that need to hear that. They need to see what's yep. possible. And you know what, to that, what I'll say is that when I first left the hospital, I'd worked in the hospital for like eight years. And then I kind of tiptoed out a little bit because I was like, okay, I'm going to try some home infusion. I'm going to try some home-based type of care. I'm going to try hospice. I'm going to try, but out in the community, I want to try community nursing. And I will tell you, I actually had this conversation with Katie Duke as well, that for some reason, I felt like I was less of a nurse because I somehow wasn't, I wasn't killing myself at the hospital. Like that's where you're a real nurse, where you're doing real stuff. And I had an identity crisis. Oh my gosh. I was just about to say that. You took the words right out of my, my mouth. I felt the exact same way. And I, nurses are the only, we're the only professionals that identify through our job. Like a ner- being a nurse is so deeply ingrained in your identity, your personality, your whole life. And so it was really weird for me when I wasn't constantly working at the bedside and I was transitioning and, you know, doing my business full time. And it's been three years now. And I felt almost like I wasn't useful anymore. And I felt very guilty too, because I did one contract during the pandemic. And that was when I realized I had the opportunity to either continue to be treated poorly or just not do it because I had other streams of income. And I felt guilty. But then I actually had to reframe that and think about, wait a minute, I'm leaving the bedside so I can do my business 100% of the time so that I can help more nurses and make a bigger impact on nurses. I think that is a, this, I think, how can I put it? I'm still helping patients. It's just in a completely different way, but by helping nurses and by them being more happy and them being less burnt out, it's a better outcome for every single person involved. But going back to the identity crisis, I can relate to that a thousand percent. It's a weird feeling because we're just so attached to to nursing. It is a weird feeling. And and one of the things that, so, and I'll have you do it now as we're like, we're bringing it to a close. I'll have you do the same thing I had Katie Duke do. So I said, tell me who you are without using anything about being a nurse, without any any element of nursing. Who are you? 
Who is Sarah Gaines? Who am I? With oh, this is such a hard question and so hard to answer. Um, I would say I am an avid traveler and explorer. I love immersing myself. I not only love going to other countries, but I really love immersing myself in other cultures and learning about different cultures, different things and learning new experiences. I'm very adventurous. I love trying new things and anything adventurous I'm down for. What am I without nursing? I'm very curious and intrigued by things that I'm not familiar with. So I'm an avid reader um, and I love podcasts as well. And I love listening to podcasts on any topic other than nursing because it's just so intriguing to me. And I mean, as we know, a business owner, I love doing that, but not related to nursing. One of the best, one of my favorite parts of my business that's not related to nursing is actually like I do a lot of consulting behind the scenes for other healthcare companies. I love marketing and anything that gets my creative juices flowing. I love um, design and things like that. I'm also a teacher. And that's a big thing that I've realized about myself, whether it's related to nursing or not. I love really teaching and mentoring other individuals because the result of that is just really, it's very fulfilling for me. Um, so I love teaching and mentoring others. So yeah. That was perfect. You were so good. You were really good. <laughs> Katie, like Katie tripped up like second sentence, second sentence. She's like, Dog! you know, and it was followed by some sort of expletive, I'm sure. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That sounds about right. We love Katie for that. <laughs> love Katie. I was like, oh boy, we got a lot of bleeping to do in this uh, podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I left a few in, but I, I, oh, there was a ton of bleeps. So Sarah, this was an incredible, incredible interview. I just, I, I'm, I'm so grateful to know you. I am for sure going to join one of these incredible trips. <laughs> Come join us. Come. I am going to. I I mean, it may be like in the form of some weird party crasher, but like it's <laughs> but only because I would feel like it'd be more fun to do it like that. They'd be like, who's this person? Like, how did she end up here? So I I'm just super grateful because you've been working with nurse.com. We've been talking to you about lots of different things and there's so much more that we're gonna do with you. And I'm just excited for everyone to see the things that we're doing and together and what, and, and just supporting each other. Yes. It's just been such a pleasure. Like, thank you so much. This has really been a great interview for me as well. You are so welcome. That is all folks. We're going to end this amazing interview. Thank you again and uh, stay tuned for more. Thank you. Bye my friend. If you are a nurse who enjoyed this episode and you have an idea for future episodes, you can connect with me by downloading the nurse.com app. See you there.